Hey, Thriver. Welcome back to another Straight Talk episode. I don't even know what to call these, but I'm certainly having a day where it was just really deeply on my heart to share this message with you. And when I was thinking about the most seamless way to do that, the way that's most aligned with how I'm naturally wired and an easy way for you to tap in and hopefully use this to fuel you not only for this week, but for the rest of the year. And whenever you need to come back to it, I thought, well, why not just let's have a conversation? So if you are tuning in for the first time, if someone maybe just shared this with you, or if you are already subscribed to the Career Thrivers podcast, it's good to be with you today. I am recording this on the eve of Thanksgiving. So it is November 22nd of 2023. And I'm literally walking around this morning like, okay, there are lots of things that I could do. Talked to my dad today, sent out a text on the family group thread. There's some things that I need to get done as well. But there was certainly just this sense of like, today is just different. And it isn't the first time that I've felt this. For me, it's been several years now, but I was having a conversation with my dad and he was saying, yeah, I was talking to Brian yesterday. That's my um, my brother. And we just got into this conversation about how the holidays are different for us now. And my dad was saying how, you know, it's important just to be grateful that we're here and grateful that we get an opportunity to enjoy the day, even though that might look different and how we hold on to those memories, but we still move forward and we embrace the new. And so that really kind of got me thinking and and, and here we are. All right, here we are. So I wanted to spend some time with you today as the holidays approach. I know that many of us are facing, whether it's Thanksgiving tomorrow, Christmas, or just the holiday season, whatever it is that you traditionally celebrate, we're facing it with mixed emotions, you know? And so I thought it would be helpful to just spend a few minutes talking about how do you reinvent the holidays when things aren't as they used to be? So let's dive into this conversation. And I think it's important really like my dad was saying, to hold on to those memories. But also I think there is a releasing of the old from a tradition standpoint. Like you want to keep the memory. You want to cherish it, right? And and you might have the experience, I know I do, of like sometimes really feeling like you're trying to grip the memory, like spending intentional time to sit and go back into the chapters of your mind to really like grasp a memory that you feel like it's slipping away or that, you know, you can't really recreate and you want to remember every single detail about it. Right. And sometimes there are mixed emotions, even in that process, but you want to hold on to the memory. But I also think that there's a releasing of traditions that allow you to come into creating new traditions. And so my hope for this episode, and I don't know where, I don't know where this is going to go. I'm just uh, 
staying present, but also keeping where you might be in mind. My hope is that together during this short time, whether you're listening to this today, whether you're listening to this on Thanksgiving or on another day that you might need it, my hope is that we can acknowledge where we are and also identify what we need in the current season, because I believe that is the key to discovering the new traditions that include the now version of you. All right. So let's talk about that for a little bit and really unpack how do you create those new traditions that are tailored for you and tailored to who you are right now in this very moment, even if those things look very different. And so I was hanging up with my dad and spending a little bit of time journaling. And I still may write this for those that just, you know, you might need it two ways. You might need to listen to it, but also can appreciate uh, reading through it. But I believe that there are there are four things that come to my mind when I think about reinventing the holiday season. And so I don't know what your holidays used to look like, but if I were kind of taking a, a trip back down memory lane, I can remember the holidays for me and my family being a vibrant time, but also sometimes a stressful time because our house was the house. So um, my parents, it started out with Christmas. So for as long as I can remember before my mom passed, my mom and dad would host Christmas. And what that would look like is probably around 10 o'clock on probably like 9 a.m. on Christmas, like the air is just filled with the smell of good food. You know, my dad is outside smoking the turkey. Mom is inside making greens, whipping up the sides and then waking us up to finish the cleaning. Okay. And everybody is in a mad dash to whatever the start time that we said we were going to start. And then, you know, the, the family that comes early and then the ones that don't come to two hours after the start time. Yeah. So like our house was the house. So most Christmases, gosh, probably anywhere from like 50 to 70 people would come in and out like all afternoon into the evening. Like sometimes you yawn and the dishes have been washed and it help you clean up and everything. You ready to put PJs on and family is still in the bonus room. Like that was our Christmas. And so I don't know what year it started, but everyone knew like my parents hosted Christmas. And then at some point it got to a point where on some Thanksgivings, they will also do Thanksgiving. And I feel like it was just this mixture of like, you know, I don't feel like we ever had like a Thanksgiving house. I feel like we would do something different kind of every year, always together, but different people would take on Thanksgiving until it got to a point where it was like, okay, LaBrenda and Kenneth are also going to do Thanksgiving. And so I just remember this time of the year being one where, you know, you're cooking and all the things that you see in like movies or social media or whatever, right? Where you're, where there's a lot of family, a lot of laughs, a lot of memories, games, good food, all of the things. But as I've experienced, and if you are listening to this episode, probably is the case for you as well. uh, Life is full of changes. And sometimes the changes and the transitions of life 
also include our holiday traditions, you know, for if you've been listening in or, or connected with me for any length of time, whether it's through career thrivers or just through my own personal journey and sharing online. If you've read my book, you you know the story of my mom dying unexpectedly in 2017, three months after I relocated to New York for this big marketing job with Pfizer and just the journey of that new life, you know, uh, living without her, um, really coming into a deeper sense of what grief looks like, uh, living with it, transitioning through it, acknowledging it, trying to cover it up, feeling like you don't have a place to express it between family and faith, just all of the, the, the topics that and experiences really, but turned into topics that I share a lot about that I get to teach on in many different spaces, um, even in corporate spaces. And so I think part of that journey has also meant when I reflect that our holidays look different, you know? And so we are no longer, my dad was saying that like, you know, our family hasn't really been together for the holiday season, the way that we used to be since 2016, which was the December before my mom died in 2017. And so um, because of that, it's like, okay, I feel like we are in my family, just every holiday trying to navigate this you know, somewhat new normal. And we've done a lot of different things, but I hope that, you know, as I have come to learn and am still, you know, with every new year that passes, embracing the fact that it's okay for seasons to look different, that it's okay to acknowledge I am in a different season of life. I'm in a different place. And because of that, I desire different things and I need different things. And I think sometimes the need precedes the the desire because oftentimes the desire is for what used to be. Like the desire is that, you know, wow, I wish I could go back to, I almost said my address on here, (laughs) but I wish I could go back to, you know, that house that we lived in uh, where my dad still lives, you know, and have this moment again, you know, have this huge family celebration with this incredible spread and these games and these stories. And, you know, I think that holding on to those memories is useful and it's important and it's beautiful, but sometimes that desire can hold you hostage from recognizing what you currently need to fully flourish in the now version of you. Right. And so let's talk about it. So the first thing that I've come to learn, I told you there are four things and I don't know, as we talk, there might be more that come up and if so, we'll flow with it. And if, and I want to hear, you know, let me know for sure what this has looked like for you. You can always send a message over at info at careerthrivers.com and let us know any feedback that you have. But the first thing that I have come to learn is that disruption will require you to reprioritize what matters most to you now. And I really think of it as the beauty of disruption. It's the beauty of loss. It's the beauty that's even in 
grief, the beauty in the, in the death of anything really like, and not just when it comes to, you know, the loss of people and loved ones, but really even more. So I think, um, seasons ending, right. Whether that means you were recently laid off from work or you're transitioning into a new role, maybe in the same organization, or you are, in a new season with your family. Maybe you have kids that recently went off to school and they're deciding to do a Friendsgiving on campus. You know, whatever that change or shift is, oftentimes when we've experienced the loss of something, especially the loss of something deep, it requires us to really consider well, what matters most to me now? What are my priorities now? Right. And so I think that that question that I would say is inevitable when you, especially when you lose something that, um, you know, has become a part of your routine. And I always like to uh, define, you know, grief in that way. Like grief is not, grief isn't relegated to the experience that you have when a loved one dies, right? That is a form that that is a, that is one of many causes of grief, right? Which is a natural human emotion. I believe it is one of the most complex and unpredictable experiences, emotional experiences that we have. And it's often when you're in that place of having that emotion, it is because there's been a disruption in a routine or in an expectation, right? So the routine for my family of, hey, it's Thanksgiving, we're going to be at my parents, or the routine of, you know, hey, it's the holiday season and insert, you know, tradition that you used to have, right? Causes us to feel those unpredictable, complex emotions. And there's nothing really that's bad about it, but it's important that we acknowledge, oh, this is what's happening. Like I am grieving something that um, I loved. There's an incredible book. I'm blanking on the author's name. I can see her face. It has a beautiful blue and like floral red and pink and gold foil color. But the book is called Grief is Love. And that's such a powerful title because truly that's what it is. It's like, I loved this, you know, in the context for for my family in the holidays, it was like we loved, even though it was stressful, even though, you know, as, as we grow and mature, we, we, it, it's interesting that you start to fully understand the things that your parents used to say. And even those things that your parents never said. <laughs> so it's like, I'm sure it wasn't only stressful, but it was also really expensive. You know, it's like when I go to the grocery store, y'all would, y'all would provide dinner and not just, you know, a meat in three, it's like three meats in five, you know, <laughs> it's like y'all would do this for our whole entire family. And even people that like, we, I don't even know how you're related. I just call you cousin and you are up in here with the plate now and a plate to go, you know? <laughs> so it's like, that had to have been thousands of dollars, you know? And so there's just such an appreciation for what was, and I think that that's really important, right? That you, you recognize like, okay, I loved this thing. Like this was a part of how we did Thanksgiving or Christmas, you know, the holiday season and it's different now. So, so acknowledging that is important. 
right? But I think in order to, if, if you agree that, okay, yes, when disruption in things that we once loved happens, when it's time for me to consider a new way of doing things, to reprioritize what matters to me most, in order to do that, in order to reprioritize, I've had to learn that I must increase my my level of self-awareness in order to define where I am right now. And I would say out of the many things that I've recognized... <laughs> When it comes to reinventing the holiday season or just reinvention of life after loss, this is probably one of the hardest ones, right? So I want to do a little exercise with you, if that's okay, because this can be where I believe it's almost like the the the, the core that you build the rest of, of this on. It's, it's like the foundation for reinvention is self-awareness like of the now version of you. And that's why I I emphasize that because it's not so much that things are new. It's like, this is now. So yes, there's a level of newness to it, but there's also this recognition that like, this is my present place. And it's important for me to understand where I am, to be able to give language to where I am so that I can understand what I need to feel supported and safe. And so that I can then communicate that with those around me, right? So some questions that we could ask, all right, if we were doing a little mindfulness session together as we are reinventing what the holiday season might mean to us because we are experiencing an empty seat at the table or we are in a new season of life, we, we don't have, you know, people around us that we used to have, whatever the case might be, or the people that you have around you, you're not vibing with them right now, right? Whatever, whatever the situation might be, right? Some questions that you might want to ask yourself. And again, like this level of self-awareness becomes the compass for reinvention. It becomes what will guide you through where you are to the other side of where you want to be right? But, but you have to be aware of where you are now. So ask yourself, how do I feel right now? And these were some things that I was journaling earlier. So this is very much in real time. That's why there's no music. There'll be no editing on this episode. Like I'm sharing this with, I am, I am sharing this now and then sharing it with you, uploading it and sharing it with you as fast as I can. So that hopefully it helps you in this current season, like in the moment. All right. So how do I feel right now? You might also ask yourself, right? What feels safe and right for me? So, and make it really specific in the context of this holiday season, like for tomorrow, if if, if it's already Thursday and you, you're listening to this on Thanksgiving for today, right? What feels safe and right for me right now? I'm not asking you, what do you usually do? I'm not asking you, where do you usually go? I'm not asking you what your people are doing. I'm asking you to spend some time reflecting on what feels safe and what feels right for me right now. And I use both of those words because oftentimes, especially when you're like in the midst of disruption, what feels right is safe. Right? So so sometimes those are one and the same like like having a feeling of 
calm, ease, joy, assuredness, safety. It's like, okay, yeah, this is right. This is, this is, this is what I need to be doing. This is where I need to be. And again, I'm not asking you what usually happens or I'm not even asking you where you've been invited to show up. Because could it be that what's on your plans, what's on your calendar, where you've been invited to show up isn't where you would feel safe? I don't know. That's why this is an exercise for you. All right. So, and then I would ask myself, right? You can ask yourself, what do you long for this holiday season? And it's okay for this question to even bring up, again, some of those old memories that we want to hold on to, right? Um, Some of those experiences that we used to have, those might come up when you're answering this question. And then you could ask yourself, well, how can I create that same feeling this season, right? It might not be that same experience. I can't go back and recreate cleaning up with my mom in the last 30 minutes before somebody walked through the door. <laughs> I feel like as as, as 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 much as we prepared, as much as, as early as we woke up, it was always that last 30 minutes before the time that we said people could come over that it was a mad, mad dash to like finish up something, whether it, I'm in her room helping out with something, her bathroom, the living room, like there was some like last minute <laughs> need to like finish cleaning something. Oh my goodness. You know, the bathrooms, whatever it was. Right. Um, but how can you hold on to those memories, right? You may not be able to recreate those moments again, but how can you recreate that feeling of joy or that feeling of peace or that feeling of stability, right? In your right now, okay? So that's the first thing that we have to answer um, or the first thing that we have to consider. Second thing we have to consider, right? One, it's this knowing of like, okay, I'm in the midst of disruption. Things look different, right? And and the beauty in this moment is that it gives me an opportunity to reprioritize what matters most to me now. And in order for me to do that, in order for me to sit down and say, you know what, here's what matters most, right? I've got to unpack within myself. This is not an exercise for a guru, a coach. You know, you might could do it with a therapist, um, but it's really an exercise for you. Like for you to spend time with you. How do I feel? What do I want? What do I want this season to look like? What is it that I long for this holiday season? What feels safe and right for me right now, right? And then as you're doing that, the third thing that I've come to to learn is that then you get an opportunity to either create or to agree to participate in what feels like a heck yes for you. Listen, There are certain seasons of life that will require different things. And I am by no means saying that every season of your life and even every season of your life during disruption is one where you always get to do exactly what it is that you want to do, right? Or one where you are always only doing 
what it is that you absolutely want to do, right? There's sacrifice with everything. And also, I believe in creating moments where, and 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 really cultivating a lifestyle of heck yeses. You know, it's like, yes, there are things that as adults that are, that are adulting in massive ways, right. That we don't love doing, but on the whole, it's like, I can live a life of heck. Yes. I can live a life of like, I am working with serving, surrounded by loving, spending time with people, communities that I feel really passionate about, that I feel called to, that I feel a sense of not only belonging, but also commitment and service. And during the holiday season, right, we'll we'll reel it back into this week (laughs) and the weeks that are upcoming. But um, I don't know about you, but in my journal time earlier today, I was reflecting on like, you know, of the invitations, of the options, what feels like a heck yes for me? And I, I think that when you are in moments of change, disruption, especially I would say like, um, at least this has been my experience, like early moments of it or I guess another way I could say is like when you're in like the deeply vulnerable stage of transition where like, if you think about, you know, scarring, it's like, there's still a wound here that is extremely sensitive that I need to be very protective of. I think those moments in your journey are moments where at least for me, I've come to learn that I don't want to be in places that I feel pressured to be in. You know, it's like you get those invitations and you're literally wrestling with yourself about whether or not to show up because in your body, you don't really want to be there. (laughs) But it's like, you're going through this, especially those of us who are overanalyzers like me. And I know I'm not the only one out there, right? But those of us who like, you know, we think the thing forward, backwards, and on both sides. And you are trying to do this mental gymnastics to justify your presence in a place that does not feel safe for you. And I don't know about you, but on this choice day, <laughs> uh, on this particular holiday season, I'm like, yeah, if it's not a heck yes, I, you know, and I can still love you and I can still honor your presence and be grateful for the invitation and all of that. But I don't want to be anywhere where I can't fully be. So if it requires me to, you know, pretend or put on a, a mask or, you know, any of those things that just don't feel safe. It's like, yeah, no. Mm -mm. On the flip side of that, right? 
here's here's the lesson in reinvention because you have reprioritized because of the disruption because you have tapped into a deeper level of self-awareness of the now you, you know what you want, you know what makes you feel safe. You've identified what do you long for in this season. Now you get the opportunity to create or agree to participate in spaces that are aligned with that. Right. And again, um, I use the word create because it's like, okay, if I, let's say in a scenario, don't feel like any of the present options are providing what I believe that I need, then that's an invitation for me to create what it is that I believe that I need. Right. And there can be so many ways that you do that. You know, I would say that I am a firm believer in our gifts being given to us to enhance the lives of other people. We are given these divine deposits to, in my belief, obviously, because I'm the one sharing this, but like, you know, honoring the, 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 um, worldwide audience that we have and super, super grateful for, for those that allow this, um, this podcast, or you might be watching this on a YouTube video or social media, whatever, right. To filter through your ears and in, in your mind, but I am of the Christian faith and I believe that God gives us these divine deposits to be a blessing to other people, to just massively and expansively improve the lives of people through these blessings that we just got to, we just get to walk this earth with like these skills that we have that we do with ease, but not only with ease, but with um, like divine insight direction and impact. So mine for me is teaching and speaking. One one of my, one of my divine deposits is, is teaching. And I bring this up because when I say create what feels like a heck yes for you, I want you to challenge yourself in your mind to not think that it has to be something massive. This, what I'm doing right now is me doing that. Because here's what I know for sure. Not only are your gifts given to you to massively bless other people, but there's also this reciprocal effect of them massively blessing you, right? Like your gifts making room for you is this picture in my mind of like, as I use my gifts to create seats for other people to sit down and, and feel comfortable doing what they're doing, it also gives me an opportunity to expand the room to make it one where I can show up fully and also enjoy, right? And so whatever that looks like, and oftentimes I think that it is like the creation, the creative process is really about how do I tap into what my strengths, what my gifts, what my divine deposits are to give that to other people so that by refreshing others, I am also refreshed. So as much as I hope, I obviously I can't see you, I can't hear you, but I am imagining that this episode is a blessing to you. I am imagining that you are picking up what I'm what I'm handing over and it's helping you to rethink even this week. I imagine that you're grateful for it, but I also want you to know that I am being refreshed as I'm sharing this with you. 
right? And so sometimes the creation of a, a new thing or a different thing that is a heck yes for you has everything to do with you saying yes to your gifts, with you giving that gift so that it creates an opportunity for you to also be refreshed, right? And then the last thing that I've learned, right? So I, I said four things that have helped me when it comes to reinventing the holiday. One, knowing that disruption requires you to reprioritize. Two, in order to reprioritize, you must increase your self-awareness. Three, as you increase your self-awareness, now you get to create or agree to participate in what feels like a heck yes for you right now. And then last but not least, this is the last thing that I've learned and that I'll share with you is instead of focusing on what you're doing, give attention to who you're becoming, right? I don't know about you, but I, in this season specifically, right, find myself like pausing to answer the question of like, what are you doing for the holiday season? You know, and I feel like that's everyone's like go-to question. It's like, what do you do, right? But when the holidays come around, everyone's like, oh, what are you doing? Are you traveling? Are you, you know, it becomes like this, the default small talk question. And when you're in the midst of disruption, answering that question can sometimes create some anxiety, right? Because you're like, well, the thing that I'm doing isn't what I used to do. Or you start to get into that comparison trap of like, well, no, I'm not traveling. I'm going to be, you know, it's like, you're trying to figure out how to answer the question. And one offering that I would share with you is that consider to think about that and to answer that question through the lens of who you're becoming. What are you, what am I doing this holiday season? I am enjoying people in places that feel like love to me, that feel like rest, that feel like joy, that feel like hope. And and that's not only um, how I want to feel, but I also believe that that is who I am continuing to become more of, right? Um, and so spending that time as you, you might be reflecting or journaling or just, you know, spending some time while you're listening in right now, considering that like through this holiday season, you know, I know it's a big question when we think about the new year, another conversation for another time, we're, we're focusing on the present. Okay. <laughs> but through that focusing on the present, considering not so much, what do I want to do or what am I going to do, but who am I becoming? I am becoming more aware of the now version of me. I'm becoming more self-aware of what I need to thrive, to feel safe, to feel loved. I am becoming more aware of the experiences that I want to have around the holiday season. I am becoming more adventurous to do something that I've never done on Christmas, right? Who are you becoming through this holiday season that might look a bit different than it's ever been. So listen, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I wish you joy, peace, love, and a deeper level of self-awareness this holiday season. Whether you are spending it with 70 people in a crowded house with lots of food, or whether you're spending it with yourself, cooking you a good meal, creating a new experience that might turn into a new tradition for you. Remember that when you embrace 
where you are right now, when you embrace the priorities that feel like, yes, this aligns with where I am, this embodies what I need to feel safe currently, it might mean that you're also reinventing what the holidays look like for you. So give yourself grace, give yourself space to navigate this season. And here's to a holiday of self-discovery. Here's to meaningful new traditions and here's to love, joy, and peace that you first give yourself. Thank you so much for joining me to learn more about this podcast or to even tap into how this might resonate. If you are a leader inside of an organization, you can head on over to careerthrivers.com forward slash podcast. There is a free guide there on how to own your power to lead and to show up more authentically in every space that you're in. And until next time, let's thrive together. Take care.